Greetings Amigops and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every week, is your preferred co-host, Michael. Now today is very, very special as we have a special guest who you probably already know of since you've read the podcast title, in theory. Anyways, I'll let him introduce himself in just a moment. I don't know who made the list. Either Mike or our very special guest did. Whoever did will relay that list to us. It's a top 10 list of topic unknown. We will then vigorously debate said list until we have arrived at a definitive version of it, at which point we will adjourn. So, uh, mystery guest, introduce yourself, please. All right, guests, let's go. Let's go. Just get out. Get your introduction of yourself out of the way. So this is Jerry, Kyle's yeah. friend and Michael's dad. Yeah. And I'm thrilled to be back. Thank you. All right, perfect. You all know who he is. So, Kyle, we we uh, we were chatting about a list recently, and um, basically we screwed you, is how I would phrase this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry, dude. So we're doing a draft, and I think you need to be involved so you're going to be drafting on the fly. Basically, you will be the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. You have not prepared whatsoever. We are Ooh. the general managers of the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. We've thought about it. We've got a strategy. You don't. <laughs> okay. So, so the topic, as you can see, we've like got a lot written down. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, is <laughs> the best live action Live action. And it's more our favorites, to be clear, for the listeners. This is not like quality. This is our favorites. Yeah, this is not high. Yeah, yeah. This is our favorites. The best live action comedies of the 2000s on. Okay? So we're going to do a draft style. We'll let you pick third, Kyle, so that we don't, you know, you have a little bit of time to think. Um, Shit. So there's been a couple iterations of this. So Jerry and I kind of talked about this, and we decided we wanted to chat about some of our favorite comedies. I then put together what I kind of deemed to be, and I think it was pretty, pretty right enough. on, yeah. a definitive list of what I think are kind of the the contenders. And then the list that I actually ranked, because I do have a, a ranked list, is not what we'll be doing. This is sort of just our family's favorites. But um, we're, we're going to draft, and we'll do our favorites. So let's all like play along to try to get our favorites in at the right spot. We'll have the same rules as the Taylor Swift pod where, uh, you know, once it's off the table, it's off the table. So you got to pick your spot correctly. The only um, the only rule I want to mention. So I said live action. The only thing is the only other thing I'd note, which Jerry and I discussed, is it, it has to be a comedy. For sure. So there's a couple films that are like, I'll give an example that I don't think is in scope because I think it's too early, but I wrote no as good as it gets. So as good as it gets is a great, legitimately great dramedy slash romantic comedy starring Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt, right? Helen Hunt. Yeah. And uh, uh, Greg Kinnear. It's a great movie, but, and it's really funny, but it's not just a comedy. It's pretty explicitly a dramedy, and I think that kind of film is out. It has to be a comedy. It can mix genres a little bit, like yeah. um, um, what's the the movie twenty four forty eight hours? So forty eight hours with Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte would contend, I think. But it's too early. Too yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm using it as an example because it's out of scope time wise. But it would contend. Because that is a comedy. It's an action comedy, but that's that's a comedy. 
Does that? Yeah. Do you, are you with us? Are you, are you down with that? Yeah, I think I can. I'm only gonna get what like three picks here, right? I think mm-hmm. I can make. I think I can make three picks that are like definitively comedies. But I, I think I get. I, I understand your rules. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jerry, you want to take the first one off the board? I don't. You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I. That was actually not a real question. I was saying, Jerry, yeah. you're up <laughs> first. But I need a little more clarification. So what do you, you already wrote out your list. What the no, hell is that? No, I have a list, but. Am I trying to get mine placed? So I'm really just trying to give you my favorite four. Is that what we're talking? Yeah, about? you're trying to. We're we're all trying to play our favorites into the list. Oh, uh, well, we, well, I'm going right to the top then, right? That's no, but no, but see, you want your your pick to go as high as possible. So you so like let's say you you're playing your favorite movies and your favorite movie is The Godfather. Mm. You wouldn't put it at 10 because then at the end of the list, you're going to be pissed that it's ranked 10. You want it at 1. Well, I have a list, so I'll give you start with my 10th. Is that what you're saying? No. No, 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 no. No. Oh, boy. Start with, like, your 4th. Yeah, like, get a little strat. It's a little bit of strategery. So I'll go first. No. No. No, You're out, No, I'm in. I have it. You're out, Fredo. I'm going to go Step Brothers. At 10? No. Uh, uh, Disallow. What do you mean, disallow? At 10? No, you just said it was four. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. That's tell- the list. All right, stepbrother. Kyle, can you keep tracking the list? We can't type over here. We're we're in a spot. Stepbrothers. Right. Tell us about stepbrothers. Starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Yes. Stepbrothers is great. I love the ensemble cast. I yeah. happen to think John C. Riley is funny all the time. Um, anything he does, I could look at him. He could be speaking anything. I think he's great. Um, I heard recently that these comedies were being ranked. I forget who was ranking them, but I, I read somewhere that that was by far the most fun many of these actors have ever had on a set because it was just a lot of ad lib, a lot of good times. They, they left their friends. They stay in touch. Um, it just to me, it sort of comes through in, in every minute of that show. I, uh, Man, is it Mary Steenburgen? Yeah. Oh, she is so good. She's so good. Dobek is great. He's so dry. The casting is just how they came up with those two. Is it? It's a stroke of actual genius. Absolutely. Uh, and even the kids, even the car ride over. Yeah. They don't. They don't really appear much. They're in the car ride um, when they're, they're going to introduce uh, Derek. Derek's Derek. Uh, Derek. To, this to Dobek. Yeah. Right. First time he mm-hmm. meets him and. It's just great. Everything about that is great. So we did. We listened to, or we read. I think Kyle and I did. And I think you did too. That sort of spoken word, uh, or that that oral history of um, Step Brothers on the Ringer. And if you have it, you're getting puzzled. Like maybe you didn't. Mm. It's worth it. A couple of the real gems for me that have stuck with me. The two really. One is that the only piece of movie memorabilia Will Ferrell has kept is his prosthetic testicles from that movie, <laughs> which is just incredible. Which for the listeners, he didn't even keep d- the the movie quality uh, Chewbacca mask. Or yeah, this is not movie a, quality, right? <laughs> yes, I don't mind. Uh, yeah, so that so that's one. The other one is that the movie. I believe Adam McKay. And this could be movie bullshit, but he claims to have conceived of this movie because he couldn't get the idea of two grown men. And I think specifically John C. Riley and Will Ferrell sitting side by side in bunk beds out of his head. And he's like, I need to think of the movie that Around makes that concept. that concept happen. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It, it's really interesting to me because they're friends. But like it weirdly, th- 
throughout all the tension of the yeah. movie, they somehow find this commonality, and it's just, I don't know, I think it's gold. It just comes through as something really genuine and, and a lot of fun. Love that movie. They really, like, it, it really is the stars aligning to get Will Ferrell and John C. Riley like, at that, not just them, but at yeah. that point in their careers where, like, Will Ferrell is, like, pretty much at his apex, and this is, like, pretty much the start of, like, a parabolic rise for John C. Riley, and, like, yeah. like, that feeling of, like, knowing that Will Ferrell is going to be amazing, but then being surprised at how good Riley is, like, well, that's part of the meta context that, like, makes that movie such a delight. And totally agreed. Yeah. 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 That's a great pick. That is a great pick. All right. Uh, I'll make my pick. Let's see. Um, hmm. All right. I'm going to give uh, this one to 21 Jump Street. Wow. I think 21 Jump Street actually falls into a similar category to what you were saying. Uh, the sort of meta context of the movie where... <laughs> Channing Tatum is just becoming Channing Tatum of the past few years where we've realized he's not just some honk who does the dancing movies. And Jonah Hill is one of the biggest stars in the world at that time. And they get Brie Larson before most people know who Brie Larson is. And they get Ice Cube. And it's just a great Dave Franco Rob Riggle, who I know some people don't like, but we're big. We like Rob Riggle in our Rob family. Good. Yep. Um, you're, you're, you're Rigglers? Yeah, we are Rigglers. Uh, that's a good one. I kind of like that. He's, he's Gil Thorpe, too, right? Yeah. Is yes, he, he is Gil Thorpe. From the Thorpedo. Mm -hmm. He's yep. also uh, Big Schmidt from New Girl. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's also Captain Jack. Yes. From, from the, uh, office. the Office. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. He's also the officer who uh, is in the face. Who stun guns Bradley Cooper in uh, The Hangover? But uh, <laughs> what, what's the Jack Nicholson movie? Um, Anger Management. Isn't he in that too? Is mm. he in that? He might be. John C. Riley is. He's the monk who That's kicks right. uh, right. Adam yeah, Sandler's ass fight. in that, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty great. But uh, Twenty One Jump Street just came out of nowhere. That's a movie that I have a real personal affinity for because I went to see that with my mom, my dad. I were either the girls there? No. Was it just the three of just us? Just the three of us. Yeah. Well, we were in a little theater. We were in a multiplex, but we were in one of the smaller theaters in it because I don't think anybody had any idea this movie was going to be good. And I, I have no idea what got us there. Maybe it was just because <laughs> we like Jonah Hill. I don't know. But we went to see it kind of on a lark. And I will never forget two people in that movie theater pissing their pants laughing. One was this guy, like two rows up, who I remember he kept shouting uh, yes. racial epithets, which yes. was in, ooh. Uh, he was <laughs> he was allowed. It just was weird, uh, especially in that movie. And he just kept shouting and laughing. He was great. And the other person was my mom, who <laughs> if the listeners probably don't know this, but there's no better person <clears throat> to go to a comedy with than my mom. Like, she's well-known in our family as the person you want to see a comedy with because she just elevates it. And she loved this movie. She gets to a point where she's snorting, yeah. which is pretty unappealing but funny because it's her, and crying. Oh, like, she gets so her, red. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's, she like, was, she's fun to go to a movie with like that. It's funny because you must have seen it 
the second time with me because we I remember distinctly seeing it as a sub movie and that yeah. was my first time seeing it and I was like you had you did a good job of like not selling it like you clearly already knew it was hilarious and you were like come on guys we have to go see the sub movie so I wasn't expecting much and then wow yep and it spawned about 30 sequels yeah exactly <laughs> I really wish they'd do another one. I do. I think they will. Wasn't there talk of a crossover of some sort? It was like going to be a Twenty One Jump Street, like Men in Black. Oh, Men in Black. But, that's what it was. But then I think that Men in like the Men in Black reboot kind of like was DOA. Yeah, I, I don't know if it, so. That might that may not happen. Unfortunately, I just oh. want Tessa Thompson to be in some sort of crossover because I love Tessa Thompson. Before you make yeah, before Kyle makes his pick, I ask you, Michael. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance that something he picks makes either of our top 10 lists yeah i you think do. so i do. do there's one movie i know will not be on his top 10 list no, that i like but yeah but i feel i feel like a lot of the stuff that we think is funny like as we were preparing the list without giving it away i don't know i guess some of these are critically acclaimed to the extent that a comedy can yeah. be but a lot of it's just personal. It's personal to yeah. us. It's things we've watched together for whatever reason are funny. One of us may have seen. You can't wait to share it with someone. You know, like Michael and I have done a lot of movies together. And so I'm, I'll be very curious to see if he hits. Like I have a top ten. I wonder if any of them will be in my top five or your top five. I have a feeling they won't be. I'm interested. But we'll see. So go ahead. Sorry about that. I'm just curious. So you say they will be. I think so. Okay. This one will not be. This one... <laughs> This one is a personal favorite of mine that I just really want on the list, and so I'm putting it here, and you can deal with it. Wow. Um, <laughs> Pretty combative. Number. Well, I don't know. I know, Mike. I think I think you've seen this movie, and I, I think you actually like it. It's just I think that I'll probably get some flack from people that are listening to this if anyone is... does. Um, number eight is Role Models, starring Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. No flack. That no. is a favorite in our house. I love Role Models, and so does Jerry. Love that movie. Wow. And you know what else? I'm... You know what else we like? Boobies. Boobies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> cocaine. <laughs> this movie. This movie probably gets the higher percentage of my movie quotes than like. It's probably like top three movie quotes yeah. for me, which is weird because it's like it's role models, but uh, it's like a good got, movie. But somehow the density of quotes is just crazy. It's way above its station, but yeah. like it's it's Paul Rudd, so like you're off to a hot start. I know you, Jerry, love Sean William Scott because he's in another movie Gosh. that we may talk about. Yep. Um, and then but then it's like weirdly got a lot of people that are like. Like, oh, you recognize them from other stuff. Like, Ken Jong is in it, like, pre-Hangover, yeah. I think. Yeah, I um, think so. The dude, that guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in it. He plays, um, he's, like, one of the one of the LARP guys. There's, um, who else? I mean, like, I mean, you got Jane Lynch, you got McLovin. Like, yeah. there's so many, it's like, it's, and, uh, what's her name? Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, it's just, just, wait, hold on. Did you yeah. just say, what's her name? Isn't she, like, your I, all-time I, I just, celebrity crush? Not what's her name. It was like yeah. I just couldn't remember her name for a mm. second. Um, I am I am deeply in love with her. I remember seeing this movie for the first time at uh, my friend Neil's house, and like we neither of us knew what it was, and it was like a sleepover. It was like two a.m. and we threw it on, expecting to fall asleep, and we did not. And I've loved it ever since. And then was delighted to find out that you and Dylan liked it when I got to college. <laughs> so what a relief! It's not one that you expect anyone to like because it's. It's so yeah. dumb, 
But the thing about it that I like is that it's so purely a comedy, and it's a kind yeah. of a throwback yeah. comedy where there is kind of a throwaway uh, through line of there's a relationship that has to get saved. And I like that they don't devote any real attention to that because I think it would distract from the comedy of the movie. And I guess nominally the movie's about learning to grow up, but uh, that's not exactly where I end the no, movie. No. I, for, for me, um, Jane Lynch was a revelation. Oh, she's she, so she, You know, she was in and around TV, and I forget. She may have been on a sitcom or something like that. But my God, she oh. is just hysterical. She's yeah. terrific in that movie. Um, her deadpan is just oh out God. of this world. She's, she's phenomenal. Love her. Oh, she was in an, actually in another movie that we may be talking about shortly. You probably forget that she's in it because she looks very different. Well, actually, two more that might be on the list. Well, it's funny. Just back, I shouldn't admit this, but one of the shows that we watch is The Marvelous Miss Maisie. Maisel. Maisel, sorry. Marvelous Miss Great Maisel. Show. Do you watch that? She's... I I watched through Allegis, so I've seen like two-thirds of the episodes. Mm. She's in it, and she just plays this super bitch, you know, right? <laughs> I, I haven't, no, I haven't watched it all. Not, oh. Anyway, oh. I, to, to think of those two roles to me kind of makes me smile. I, I loved her in this movie. Yeah, but I think we can't we can't be done with this without at least discussing uh, what I can't think of the kid's name right now. No, I'm not going to take my pants off. I don't know the actor's name, but he's fantastic. But what's his name in the movie? Oh, Ronnie. 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 Oh, Ronnie. I like Ronnie's version better. <laughs> I really wish. I like. Where is Ronnie? Why is Ronnie not in my life? I assumed Ronnie was on his way to being a huge star because he's so funny in this movie. Yeah, but is is Ronnie one of those kids that looks eight in the movies? Yeah, he but could be like 16. 16. Yeah. He only has, he's got a short shelf life. Yeah. Like he really can't play a grown-up. He can only play a kid. He's possible. Has a like, like Ronnie and, Coleman? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, whatever. <laughs> yep, exactly. Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie exactly. Coleman's the bodybuilder. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I guess it's my turn, correct? Yeah, we technically have the not tops here, but I we didn't do that. I don't. That's I don't really know how you do that. Can I say one movie that should be on this list but is like kind of not top three because it, like you can't make this movie like even ten years later? Yeah. Or I don't know. You yeah, may that's be able to that's my boat. Cue it up first. Huh? Oh yeah, right. Kevin, hit it. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Kevin. Really nice Thanks, stuff. Thanks, Kev. Um I don't know. I, I'm a little afraid this is going to end up on one of your... Because if, if this movie wasn't, like, canceled, quote, like, it would be on my top ten for sure. Tropic Thunder is just, like, such a problematic movie now. <laughs> but So what's interesting about that movie, though, is I do think... So I wrote that as, like, a contender. I, I, you know, the interesting thing about Tropic Thunder is that it's... It's self-aware enough that it, it does sort of... It's a really good test case for what constitutes allowable offensiveness because it's obvious that you can't ignorantly do something offensive like you can't you can't say something totally offensive without knowing it and get away with it because you're just being ignorant and that's not allowed you also can't you also can't smirk and say something knowingly offensive and just give me the middle finger while you do it but the question is can you make fun of something offensive in a knowing way 
and get away with it. This movie is the perfect test case because it completely knows what it's doing in putting Robert Downey Jr. in blackface, in having Ben Stiller, you know, talk about a role as a mentally challenged person. It's not doing those things purely for laughs. I I think the distinction is they're actually not making fun of those things. They're making fun of the way that those things are handled when making a movie. So, like, they're making fun of the process of making fun of it, basically. And so, like, Robert Downey Jr., like, playing an actor who is in blackface. Yeah. <laughs> I don't break character until I do the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the question. So, I don't... It's weird because I agree. I do think most people have sort of canceled this movie. And I'm not sure. And I also don't think everybody should have license to do anything they want as long as they claim that they're making fun of people making fun of people. But this movie is a real fringe case because it does so in what I think is a pretty clever way. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I'd like to add one then along those lines, which is The Ringer. Oh, Jesus. Now, that one is deservedly canceled. But God, that's a funny movie. <laughs> it's, it's funny for so many reasons. And I don't, I don't know how... Which ones you can say? I don't know which I... ones I can say, but it's, it's just... <laughs> no, he's really struggling listeners no, I'm, I'm struggling only because you you have special olympics and the notion that someone's yeah. cheating i'm not gonna lie crossed my mind he may have thought I, it was I, a I, I, long time ago i'm watching i thought wow this is really great and i'm kind of a rule follower you know mm. and it really sure it, i'm like who knows? Yeah, what are the standards? Right, who's, what, who's what administering the standards? this? The, the problem with this movie to me is that it's a, it should have been an SNL sketch. Like, it's a funny concept that is funny. I think the only part that's supposed to be funny is that concept. Right. You're not then supposed to laugh at people with special needs. No. No, no, I know. I know, I know you know that. But that's, to me, that would have been the, the right way to do this so that it wouldn't get canceled. Because that's evergreen. It's an evergreen humorous concept to have, like, who's in charge of the doping, you know, association in the Special Olympics, whatever. That's funny no matter who you are. The rest of it is where it starts to slip into a it, It's a gray little bit long area. when you find out that, you know, what actors are, are who's, yeah. who's playing who. And, yeah. You know, there's there's definitely a lot of problems with it. But there are there are moments, I think I would say. Oh, it's a legitimately hilarious are, movie. Are, the concept is very funny. Um, but yeah, I don't think that plays quite so well today. today well, today Animal is House is one that I was looking at. And Animal House obviously is way, way before the time of this. But it's, first of all, there's a couple spots in the movie that are just uh, mind-blowingly horrible mm. when you watch now. Like, beyond, <laughs> so far beyond yeah. the pale. But I also think that there's cultural resonance that is so problematic. And I know I have railed against that ass bag Joe Rogan to both of you guys. But I do think that there are echoes of what people sort of put out into the world that come back, even if what they're saying is not directly bad. And I think the glorification of campus culture from that movie is why we have barstool sports today. And while we have all this other stuff, it's sort of born from this movie. And to me, that legacy is at least as bad as, 
the specific topics that they hit on in that movie that are wrong. It, it's really funny because when I was younger, that was one of those movies that got a lot of acclaim and, you know, you had to go see it and it was on a short list of, you know, at the time, quote, greatest comedies. And um, it's nothing to do with being highfalutin on my end. Yeah. I, I just I just didn't enjoy it. I mean, I, I didn't see all the humor in it. I thought, I'm not a big slapstick kind of like i think there was a lot of gross out humor and really, yeah there was this what a, a zit yeah just just stuff that well don't forget the boobs that's a big yeah, there's a lot too. of boobs i did like those yeah <laughs> not gonna lie but you, you would have liked it if they had been in rochelle rochelle oh, it, it's about the boobs it's or halloween or the, friday yeah 13th exactly or whatever yeah no I, I don't know just it was funny as i was putting my own list together thinking about you know the kinds of things that appealed to me I think I realized, like Michael will tell you, a lot of it's very personal. I mean, it doesn't follow any particular form. But as I was thinking about it, and I thought specifically about Animal House, I know it predates our era. Um, I don't know. Just something. Like, if I want to watch The Three Stooges, I happen to think they're hysterical. But it's in 10-minute little clips. Yeah, exactly. I know what it is. They're not... It says, I'm slapstick. Here I am. 10 minutes. Enjoy me, and I'll move on. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone else would characterize that movie in that way, but for me, it was... I don't know. It's just... Well, a bunch of white guys walk into a bar, and there's black people. Like, it's not that... That part I don't find... It's not offensive. It's just stupid. But that's just slap... Like, that's... That's not slapstick in the traditional sense, but it's just simple setup, punchline, and then... I don't know, it keeps going? Yeah, like, does, why does it, it keep going? I think is Like, the joke already happened. There's white guys in a black bar. Okay, no, move it on. It doesn't age well. Yeah. I, I guess it's the... It's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's not like... That happens. That's life. Like, that's not a... To me, that's mm-hmm. not funny. If you have some sort of observation about how black people at a bar behave differently than white people at a bar, and so there's some sort of situation you can identify with, okay, then, then, we, then yeah. we might have something. But if it's just... White people walk in, black people are there. Like that's not funny. Yeah, not a big, not just not a big fan. Anyway, so that's good for not top three, probably. So who's who's got the next pick then, Jerry? Uh, no. Yeah, I do because I went first. Oh, you did end up going first. Oh, yeah, that was brave of you. Yes, that was brave of you. No, no snake. I'm I'm gonna throw one out there that I suspect neither of you will agree with, Mm. but I love outside Providence. (laughs) Well, no, that doesn't count. Too early. Pre-2000, bro. Oh, it is? Yeah, take that off. Oh. Draft another one. Redraft. All right. How it's a great Farrelly Brothers movie that we love, but it's too early. All right, then I'm going to go... Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I'm going to go the promotion. <laughs> yes. Which... Smart. I, that was the right place. Thank you for not trying to draft that number one, because nobody who's listening has ever heard of this movie. Yeah, I think the three of us are Three probably, of the four biggest fans out there. And the other one, the fourth, Nate, a yeah. friend of ours, is not here. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen that movie, you know, <laughs> talk about the rewatchables or whatever. I, I can pick that thing up any place. And I think, I think it's so funny. So the concept is two guys are up for a promotion. They run a grocery store. <laughs> and one of them is from Canada, which is just funny as it plays his, yep. into his character. Um, John C. Riley, John C. Riley, who again I think is funny and everything, and they're they're vying for this promotion, and it's a <laughs> mid-level manager position, oh, right? Yep. And just everything about it is funny. They're they're John C. Riley plays a bit of a loser, but this is his break. He's he's going to finally make something of himself. And <laughs> he has anger problems. He has anger problems. <laughs> the ship. <laughs> There's just so many scenes in it that. Are very funny. <laughs> Jenna Fisher is in it, which is weird. Jenna Fisher is in it. Yep. She's, yeah, um, she is. 
she's great. Uh, why, why can't I think of... The wife... John C. Reilly's wife is somebody. She's like a famous Irish actress. I yeah. forget what her name is. Sean William Scott. Who is also very funny. Um, one of the things to me, that the recurring thing throughout it is that the John C. Reilly character is listening to <sighs> an audio <laughs> oh my God. of how to build confidence in yourself. You know, you're a weird, real winner. Go get it. Well, come on. How does it go? <laughs> go ahead. I don't remember. Well, it's got blanks in there oh, for him to say his, his own name. name. Right. Yeah. Richard <laughs> Wellner. Is totally a, awesome. Right. Is a winner. Right. It, anyway, the movie, I, again, I don't know. Remember anyone. they have the unlicensed use of um, some rock song that I'm forgetting? Yep. Yep. Anyway, just just very funny. It start to finish very funny. John C. Riley is great. The, the he's like br- he is brilliant in he that is movie. Brilliant. He's so understated. Oh, Jason Bateman's in it. Oh God, yep. Jason. He, he runs the the class oh, yeah. uh, about uh, just watch the assumptions. Right. He runs. It, they have a company outing. Yeah. For the grocery store, and Jason Bateman is sort of the instructor, <laughs> and they're going to walk through hot coals, and they all yeah. explain. The, come on, explain the get rid of something you don't need. Well, there's a scene where they're all standing in a circle, and he's trying to let them really pay attention Ugh. and focus on themselves. And he says, okay, now take off one thing. But you don't the, they're all they wearing a bag over their head, a brown shopping bag over their yeah. head. <laughs> and immediately, everybody takes the brown bag off except one guy, John C. Riley. He leaves his on. He takes off a, I don't know, a Watch. And then he takes off a watch, and, and he keeps chasing Bateman and keeps asking, take one thing off you don't need, and... Finally, he's down there in his underpants. I think he has a kiss tattoo on. He does. He has like a bad kiss tattoo, and he says, uh, "If if you still have (laughs) your bag bag on, on, say I have what I have. I have concentration problems or something." But they're just good, and I think for me that may have been the first really funny role Jason Bateman was in because he was in that movie. um, You know, he's trying to get back. Identity theft. He's in. He's in a movie. I think. Yeah. After that. Well, he. It's so interesting because he had. He obviously had the. He was a child star, and then he had Arrested Development. But his movie career was a little slower developing. Yeah, I, I have a hard time thinking of yeah. anything. But he's he's very funny in it too. Anyway, I I like I said, I don't think anybody's seen it. Probably none of your listeners have ever seen it, but they should though. They really should. And they, it's like ninety minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's one of those comedies. That has no, there's no uh, like weird setup. It's just, it's just a comedy for ninety minutes. It's good, funny. You laugh, you're yeah. in, you're out, and you move on. Yeah, that's a great yeah, way to describe I'm, it. It's great. I'm particularly fond of it because I saw it when I was visiting the two of you, and I felt very special. Like I felt like I became part of a very special club when you were like, Kyle, we're going to watch the promotion now. And yeah. also, it just has like a particular significance to me because I worked at a grocery store all of high school, sure. and so yeah. it's, so that's that's a good one. I think people should watch that one. It's very good. Well, back just back to that for a second. It is kind of funny because I think if you worked in that environment, if or like most of us, you had any kind of job that was just low end. I happened to work in a donut shop as a kid for a while, and any of those jobs, 
have all that stuff goes on. The, the mischief playing. There's, there's always a middle manager or someone that's supposed to keep you in line. Nate nobody, worked at Sears. Absolutely. So Nate's a great person to watch. This and he worked at a grocery store. Yep. He worked in Demolis, yep. I think. And, and so there's a middle manager that's supposed to keep you in line, but nobody listens to him. And just stuff goes on that really should never go on in any workplace, but it does. There's always a Willie Loman who's oh just God. like... Sad. It's so <laughs> goddamn sad. Yep. And like taking this job so much more seriously than it should. And and I'm not and this is the problem is they're so easy to make fun of and it's so wrong to it, make it fun of them yeah. because we all we all max out somewhere. somewhere. Yep. Right? Yep. Like yep. somewhere. And yep. somewhere Bill Gates is thinking about a bunch of schlubs who have office jobs and they make a couple bucks and they're his Willie Loman. Absolutely. But God, it's so hard not to laugh at these people. But what I think is cool about this movie is it it doesn't punch down. No. Like it does it does tell you that John C. Riley, he's he is a joke, but he's trying his best <laughs> and he loves his wife and he's yeah. got was it one kid? Yep. Yeah. And he loves his kid. Yeah. And he's kind of, you know, spoiler alert, he's kind of okay at the end. And it's really nice. He is okay. And I think for anyone that's experienced <laughs> totally irrational meltdowns, uh, you can't help but love him. Because yeah. there's a few times in the movie where he just totally loses it over the most insignificant things. Like the ship in the bottle. Like the ship in the bottle. <laughs> I will say I've absolutely been there. Not proud of it, but I... You? I, I, yeah, me. Huh? Yep. All right. Uh, my pick... Um, so I just want to mention one, just, I want to run it by you guys. Cause I'm drafting it if I'm allowed, but I don't think I am a serious man is no good. Right. That's, that's too dramedy. Right. Yeah. yeah no, okay. No. All right. Uh, then I'm going to pick in Bruges, which is a movie that mm. we all love. Uh, I think that's a pretty pure comedy. Yes, it has action, but that I would put in the 48 hours bucket. Yeah. Thoughts. I think it fits. I think it's close to the line, but yeah. on the right side of it. I think in Bruges. So in Bruges, for the people who don't know, it's um, it is Brendan Gleeson and uh, Colin Farrell are hitmen who are sent to a small Belgian town called Bruges to carry out a job. Their boss is Ray Fine, and that's kind of the story. And they just like crap happens. It's a. I just realized it's Mad Eye Moody. Faye yeah. Grindelwald and Voldemort all hanging out. <laughs> and, well, and oh, come on, you're missing one other person, Fleur Delacour. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's like actually must have been the same casting agency. I don't know how else that would have happened, but um, so the movie is those two, and they're just basically in a backwater town, and a bunch of crap happens, and they fall in love, and they drink too much, and just shit happens. But what I think this movie doesn't prove exactly because we've seen it already in a couple spots with John C. Riley, mm-hmm. with Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum. When you put really capable, serious, dramatic actors into a funny situation, they can really surprise you because they're just skilled actors. Mm-hmm. John C. Riley is just such a perfect example. He's so good in dramatic roles but he's also so funny and he uses the same tools for both and so does another actor since who has since left us who's one of our favorites who we'll probably mention later who's the probably the one of the most brilliant dramatic actors i've ever seen but funny because he uses the same tools which is a long way of saying that brendan gleason and colin farrell are both 
known quantities in dramatic roles and are so good in this movie because you believe every second of either of both of their performances it's also interesting because if you take out the comedy aspects of it like this movie like stands on its own it's just like a really interesting kind of like emotional journey for a couple of dudes and like <laughs> like it could stand alone as that it's it more so than probably like some of these other movies but like yeah this is another i one common thing so far mike because i've seen a lot of these movies for the first time with you we, have, we, we watched this one on movie weekend well this is year. the fun thing about i think our relationship our relationship your burgeoning relationship we all have a good sense of each other's tastes and I think one cool thing is we all trust each other. Like, if you say, let's watch, yeah. I say, okay. And same the well, other I, way around. I brought, didn't I bring that movie? I don't remember I how, we watched it together for the first time. We did, but I had seen bits and pieces. It could be. Yeah, I think I that's right. I saw that other Brendan Gleeson, uh, where he's a priest. Well, we yeah, that you watched before I saw it. Yep. But you watched that separately. That's one we should make sure, Calvary, it's called. Oh. Um, it's and a really... The guard, yeah. the guard, the guard, the guard. Oh, oh, God. We love. We went we through did. a Brendan Gleeson phase we there. We did. Um, but yeah, you you brought this to me. I think I think you're right. I think you saw pieces of it. and You said I think there's something here. Yeah, it just seemed funny. And, yeah, and but I hadn't watched it through. I have a habit of. I, yeah. li- I live with someone who, um, you know, we we spend a lot of time together. And we we enjoy sporting events and we watch a lot of stuff, but. Um, there's a limit no I'm impatient and so I'm perfectly happy you know we could do our own rewatchable list sometime but so I'll start in the middle of a movie and if it just catches my interest even if I've never seen it I go I'll stick with this and then you can figure it out usually you're smart enough like you know what happened before and I don't mind turning it off like I really um, I'm not one of these people that says oh I got 10 minutes in the middle invested I gotta finish it so I, I had seen it that way once or twice, and I, I don't know if which one of those other movies we may have seen first. I'm like, we should, let's try and watch this. And Oh, we were blown away. We great. loved it right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah this movie's really this movie's really spectacular. And I, it, we watched Seven Psychopaths, which is, uh, I, I, and I always forget because there's two McDonough's. One is married to Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge, which is just outrageous, the talent in that household. And the other one is Martin McDonough, who wrote this. And Seven Psychopaths since another movie I'm forgetting. But this, I think, is the best. It's the best example of what he brings in a similar way to seeing some Quentin Tarantino movies where it's the same formula, the same kind of energy in all of his movies. And it doesn't always work. Yeah. And But when it does, it really is something. And that's kind of how I feel about this one. It's the best example of his formula working. It's a great pick. Yeah. Kyle, you're up for number. You're on number five now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, see yeah. what you got. I'm gonna get this one and, and number two, right? Yeah. So I got to save my silver bullet for number two. Okay. I I think this one needs to be on the list because I don't see where else this actor will get on the list, and I think mm. he deserves to. be I like on that. It. I like the way you're thinking already. Even though this might not be like the fifth funniest movie of the of the century. Although maybe it is, it's really fucking funny. I'm gonna go with the 40 year old virgin. Um, so who's the actor? Is it Steve Carell? It's Steve Carell because like I think he gets so much credit for The Office, but not so much for his movie chops. And I think he's he's really good in this one. I mean, I think this is probably the 
in the top five of funniest. I, I, so it's a great movie, but I think purely in terms of funniness, this is pr- this is one of the top five funniest movies of the 2000s. I have rarely laughed as hard as I laughed during the poker scenes of this movie. <laughs> is this a... I don't know. Like, Is this a guy movie? Because I don't know like if it translates as well. I don't know. I've never watched it from the perspective of a female. But like... I don't know. To me, this seems like you, you, it would be funny no matter what. But I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm conscious of how it might go one way or the other. But at least for me, like, because I saw this in high school. And it was really, really funny then. And I think it holds up. But I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Because I think this one has such a night. And this is a, such a recurring theme of Judd Apatow. And I think this, like I was saying about Martin McDonough how in Bruges is the best example of his skills. Um, I think this is the best example of Judd Apatow's skills and they don't always work. Some of his movies are kind of too long and, and don't do a great job of melding the dramatic and the comedic. But this movie I think has a really like just deeply tender core to it. And so I think even if you didn't think butthole pleasures from an old guy at a <laughs> card table is funny, <laughs> I think you can be invested enough in Andy that like you'll allow yourself to laugh at some stuff that you might not normally laugh at. So I don't think this is a pure guy movie because I think everybody will, could find something to latch on to. I, I also think that even if you don't find like everything surrounding him funny, like if you don't think that Seth Rogen talking about watching somebody get fucked by a horse in Mexico is funny. <laughs> Who do you feel bad like, for? Even even if you don't think that is funny, like if you just watch this movie and only listen to Steve Carell, like yeah. that's enough. It's like that's enough actually to think this is a fucking hilarious movie because like when he's ta- when he's talking about because it's always back to back. Like they'll do something crass like that, and then Steve Carell, yeah, well you know I made just a just a ton of egg salad, <laughs> and then by the time I was done with it, you know I wasn't even in the mood for it, like just like his 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 performance alone is enough i think and then if you are on board for cincinnati bow ties and rusty (laughs) trombones then it's like over the top funny well it's also just the such a incredible cast you have young seth rogan you have paul rudd you have jane lynch i didn't even realize this kevin hart is in this very briefly uh yeah he's the guy who comes in and says uh to to um why the hell can't think of his name the black guy um yeah. Oh. Like, he's like, like, a, like a this uh, one says ho the show yeah but the guy comes in and says i don't understand that so i'm gonna take it as an insult or whatever i forget what he says but it's a great line um you have him you have katherine keener who's another like legitimate yeah. dramatic actress a brief jonah hill appearance leslie mann who i think is one of the funniest people <laughs> on the planet it's just uh and elizabeth banks elizabeth who's hilarious banks. in this China. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mini Kaling? Guys, you're not going to believe me. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic. Another one with a lot of quotes. Yeah. Um, so that's my pick for five. That's a great pick. All right, Jerry, you're up. So kind of funny, but I, there are so many at this point. Like, I, I could go in so many directions. They're, they're just at this point in the list. I, I am looking over it, and I really 
could pick any one of about nine movies on the list, but I'm going to go Pineapple Express. Oh, great pick. I was hoping somebody else would pick it, so I didn't have to pick it, but I also yeah. wasn't going to be okay with it not getting picked. Yes, thank you, Jerry. I don't know why. I'm, uh, I'm not the demographic for that. I know I'm not. I'm too old. I'm yeah, we're not. Surprised. This is not a stoner crew. No, but that movie is James Franco. Ugh. It's is just that's that is the f- one of the funniest roles I've seen in a movie is him in oh that movie. God. He, he fucking lingerer, man. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, Seth Rogen is great. Oh my god. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's such a slob. The ensemble cast <sighs> is great. Um, I can't think of the guy's name from uh, yep. Eastbound and Down. Yeah, Danny McBride, <laughs> Danny Craig McBride. Robinson, Bill Hader's in it Darryl. for a minute. Daryl. Yes. Who who do you say? Bill Hader. Bill yep. Hader. Like the very beginning. Yep. He's the he's in the test video at the beginning. The army test. <laughs> the dad. Who's the dad? Amber Heard is in it. Who's terrific in this? But his her dad is somebody. I forget his name. The guy who's like yeah, who gets the shotgun and starts shooting at uh at Seth Rogen. Uh, Rosie Perez. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is, Rosie is and and uh, and Cole. Uh, what's his name? Cole. Who uh, Gary Cole is. Yep. Just he's a classic that guy who's really funny in everything he's in. I don't I don't know what I found so funny about it. Like I I thinking about it now. If you if you know other movies, you go what's funny. I, but honest to God, I've watched that alone. Ugh. I've watched that with other people, and I pretty much laugh every time. The fight scene I... in the bathroom <laughs> with Danny McBride oh and James Franco, I think, right? Is yep. it or and Seth Rogen? Yep, they're all in involved. I, I, that might be three of the funniest minutes of movies. Yeah. Bam, you're dead. <laughs> I don't Stop. know. Stop. Yeah. I, I think I think if you if we ranked the funniest hours of movies, the first hour of yeah. Pineapple Express, up until the point where they like ditch their phones in the woods, like after the fight, that's like the funniest hour yeah. all time. It's way, way up there. And then the last like forty minutes I could take or leave, but yeah. like that yeah. first that first forty is incredible like it's non-stop it it's just the whole time it's so good i, I love that movie. it is an interesting feature yeah. of the comedy where we've talked about yeah. this in the context of superhero movies action movies and all yeah. that how it's it's not so much how good is your whole movie it's how good is your first two thirds to make up for the fact that your last third kind of yeah. sucks <laughs> and i think comedies are typically yeah. like that yeah. i mean there's one here i don't know if we're going to mention it but there's one that's like really well known as having the great first hour where there's a lot of partying, uh, and then at the end it's like, all right, well this is kind of boring. I happen to like the second part of that movie, but yeah. that's a really good point you raised. Like, yeah, this is. movie is so good at the beginning that you don't mind the fact that it's like a stupid shootout in a pot factory at the end. Well, that is funny too because I happen to like a long movie. Like I, yeah, I enjoy. Same. I don't mind sitting for two hours and forty five minutes, three hours. I really don't. If, if you earn it, well, I, I like it. But you're right about that. Comedies especially seem, especially seem to be susceptible to there's a sweet spot. You know, I, I don't I don't want to see a movie that's an hour and ten minutes because I feel like I get cheated. It, like, I, I want to go. There's an amount of time that I want to sit there. But I feel like comedies oftentimes straddle like you're talking about. They're, yeah. they're 15 minutes too long. They're 20 yeah. minutes too long. And that's why Judd Apatow is so hit or miss. Yeah. Some of his movies are like two and a half hours and yeah. you're like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's too much. But yeah, so anyway, I'd I put that at four. I just happen to really enjoy it. I think That's a funny. great pick. Yeah. 
I think we should push honorables to the end and bully yeah. through those. Um, all right, so I agree. I'll, I'll move to number three. I gotta go bridesmaids. Wow. Yeah, I think I think bridesmaids, and I'm I'm actually pretty happy with it where it is, like I, as high on the list as it is because. Talk about an hour of a movie that's as funny as any hours. That movie, Bridesmaids, is an especially steep decline at the end. I really don't care about the last, like, 40 minutes of that movie. Oh, God. Is that the wedding? That, that's the, Yeah, the, it's just, yeah. like, two. the yeah. last 40 minutes of this movie, yeah. like, a borderline stink. Yeah. But the first, but the first hour or so of this movie, from the toe, I mean, the toasts, at the engagement party, the dueling toasts between Rose Byrne and Kristen Wiig yep. are gold. Watching, uh, what's her name there? Megan, um, I can't think of her name now. McCarthy. Yeah, Megan, Megan McCarthy, McCarthy. Drive by with the puppies in the car with the little, like, half so gloves. Megan or Melissa? Melissa, Melissa. She got, Her name is Megan in the movie. Um, That's right. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy, drive by with the puppies in the car. The, the, the Brazilian steakhouse... Well, how about the plane? How about the plane scene? Yeah, I'll feed the same asshole. There is a colonial woman on the wing churning butter. Like, (laughs) stove, that's a stupid name. Like, how many of those quotes do we use? So, like, that whole stretch of the movie is as funny as movies get. After that, I really don't care for it, but I just, there's not a lot of one hours that we as a family have rewatched more. Like, Felicia dies, and Felicia is another person who. Is it's just a true movie. joy to watch a funny movie with because she just loses but that's, her mind. That's a funny point too. Talking about whether comedies appeal or particular movies yeah. appeal more towards men, we've watched that. I mean, a number of times. times. We actually watched it with my parents, who are in their eighties and yeah. probably were in their seventies at their time at the time, and it's it's just one of those things that appeals across the board. For who could yeah. who could not laugh at that yeah. movie? Yeah, there's an awful lot to like about that. I I think that's a great pick. Yeah. Well, and it was like for me at least, it was my first exposure to Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and Rose Byrne, and yeah. my Rudolph. Rudolph. Like I didn't yeah. I didn't know any of them oh, at the time because I'm not really a big SNL person, and so like now oh. the, those are four names. <laughs> you know the scene at the, t- <laughs> the hamaconda the, at the table. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry's making a hand gesture <laughs> for the listeners. That's just funny, but it's just <laughs> fun to think back. Like those are four names now that are like yeah. pretty much at the top of like anyone's list for like yeah. female comedians right now. So, who plays Kristen Wiig's boyfriend, the, the cop? What? His name's Patty. Some is it not Patty? No, Patty Constant. Somebody else. Oh, I forget what his name is, but the Irish guy. The Irish about? guy. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's terrific. He's very I love when she's like, "Can you become a cop?" <laughs> yep. It's like a funny. It, it is, is a funny fun. observation. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that was number three, Kyle. Okay, this one. I think is number one, but I am going to do it here just in case. Okay. And it barely sneaks in. It feels very separate from the rest of the movies we've talked about here. Uh, Number two is Meet the Parents. I, you know, Kyle, that was one of the first things I wrote. That was one of the first movies I wrote because that is one of the funniest movies ever made. Like, all time, one of the funniest movies ever. What's so funny about it and what I think separates it? and like puts it kind of in a tier above a lot of these other movies is that like there's really not a setup and it's it's the only one that i feel like i could truly 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 see myself in like 
like yeah. a lot of these like like they kind of require like an outlandish scenario or like a demographic that i'm not a part of but like a guy going to meet his in-laws is as universal as as it gets and it just rides on the strength it really just rides mostly on the strength of robert de niro um and ben stiller but like oh robert de niro oh, he's so painful but, in this movie yeah. he's the king Every, of cringe in this movie yeah everybody loves this movie it's just it's fucking fantastic and there's like i think there are a lot of quotes from it that people use but don't like necessarily know they're from this movie or like don't associate them strongly with it but they still get used and it's like i don't know it's it's to me it's probably like the the best like maybe not it's it might not be the funniest comedy of the last 20 years but i think it might be the best it also doesn't this is a movie this is a very rare movie that almost doesn't trail off like it's it's this is funny right until the end because if you think about it this scene when he gets kicked out is when they go back to the house and see that the fake mr jinx has ripped up all the clothes and that's like maybe 20 minutes from the end of the movie and he's still at the airport yeah he still has the airport airport which is hilarious and the bomb 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 bomb. (laughs) and that scene when they're racing back to the house when he and jack are racing and jack's driving the engine yeah and like that's yeah. close to the end of that movie and it's still going hard yeah that's a banger i love yeah. beat the parents and the the cast is just outrageous i mean terry polo is the is the wife or, or what's whatever his uh, pamela pam yep. the mom is um blythe danner mm-hmm. who's gwyneth paltrow's mom i believe so. yeah and uh robert de niro obviously james rebhorn who's a classic that guy the headmaster yep. from uh scent of a woman I forget what Doctor Bob is, what his name is, or do, whatever. Do, yeah. If that's if that's Doctor Bob, then Doctor Son, whatever. Uh, and then Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson is Owen Wilson is outrageously funny in this movie. He's like great. maybe the funniest single performer. He's 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 the, so deadpan. Yeah. Oh my god, the hoppa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He. Oh my god, he's just he's perfect. He's perfect yeah, he in this movie. Yep. Yeah, the scene, great. like, what? I don't know. Uh, the whole movie is funny, but, like, what makes a smile, what puts a smile on your face like the volleyball scene when he just smashes that spike oh and breaks the girlfriend, or the sister-in-law's uh, nose? Well, how uncomfortable is it when um, Fokker has to do the prayer at the oh, dinner table? Day <laughs> by day. <laughs> By day. It was a farm <laughs> stop. Are there farms in Detroit, Fokker? The Fokker joke, like, Fok- the whole Fokker joke yeah, it's funny. is so stupid, and it's funny the whole movie. And they, they pepper it in just enough yep. with, like, Robert De Niro saying Fokker unnecessarily at the end of sentences, the Pamela Martha Fokker, <laughs> gay Fokker. Like, it's just funny. How many times have you repeated... I have nipples, Greg. Yeah, yeah me? that's me? the one. Yeah. Oh. You just, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just get right. He's little. Just, yeah. <laughs> deet, deet. And he's like, deet, 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 deet. Yeah. yeah, the visual is. Geppetto. Yeah. Geppetto was this <laughs> one. He couldn't quite get to, to the, to the teat. Teat. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, great. great, great pick. That's, that's in danger of being forgotten because it's like, I think 2000, whatever. It's right at the beginning of our eligible period, but yep. it's a banger. 
Well, I'm going one, and I I think I'm interested. I don't actually don't. Do you know what's going to be number one? I think it's well. I don't know. I I suspect I know, but we'll see. It's not going to be Kyle's, and probably no one's but ours. Oh, 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 oh. One one is going to be a long came Polly. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I should I should have known that knowing you too. A long came Polly is for a small group. The funniest movie we've ever seen. I I don't think... I actually don't think in my entire career of watching comedies that there is a performance I I like more and think is funnier than Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance in this movie. I've seen enough. I've seen like all the Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff a number of times. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, though. Yeah, he he's he is probably Rain the Man. most he is probably the most talented actor I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. There's like whatever. There's a couple: Leonardo DiCaprio, Christian Bale. There's a short list, but he's on it. Well, it's kind of funny because all of those other people you just mentioned, I think, are super handsome, traditional, very handsome yeah. stars. Um, when Moneyball comes on, it's yeah. uh, I watch that. Um, he was in that movie, The uh, Master. The Master, Doubt, which we loved. Doubt he was, was amazing. Really good. Doubt. He was in the movie with Matt Damon. Uh, what do I? What do you think of? Uh, where he's Matt Damon's love interest, uh, Mr. Ripley. Oh, the talented, talented Mr. Mr. Ripley. Ripley. Yeah, he was in Boogie Nights, he's Scent in... of a Woman. Dude, he he's Capote. really really good as the villain yeah, in Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Three. Three. Yeah. He's um. Grant in uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, the little the little Lebowski's uh, urban achievers. Yeah. Like he's he's in everything, and he's yeah. pitch. I mean, is there a sadder character in movies than him in Boogie Nights? Yeah. He just yeah. wants to be loved. Like he's just yeah. oh, he's amazing. And he's in Scent of a Woman, and he's a total. He's threat. so good. He's so so he's so hateable. he's in you like five he's in like five minutes of that movie but and but you hate him the, the haircut everything about him he he oozes um from privilege yeah and this other he's a little prick who yeah, wants to get punched in the yeah. face yeah he really is but yeah but that, in five five minutes of screen time oh my god jennifer aniston is subtly hysterical funniest thing she's so, for me the funniest thing i've ever seen her in by far alec baldwin oh, alec, alec baldwin, baldwin is um the president of Enderby and Friends. Yeah. Really, really love the movie, start to finish. I, I can rewatch that. What's his name there? The guy from The Simpsons is in it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. So is, is you know it. who else is in this one? Again, Kevin Hart. Yeah. He and he and yeah. um I can't think of his name now, but the the incredibly ugly guy with the funny hats from uh Thirty Rock. Uh the two of them are the uh cameraman and the lighting guy for the E True Hollywood story that Philip Seymour Hoffman has paid for for himself. Yeah, he's sponsoring he's, it. He's, he's sponsoring his own E True Hollywood story with plans to sell it to the network at the end. And I think I think also not appearing a lot is Alec Baldwin and uh, he is a total revelation. Hey, good things. <laughs> mazel, mazel, mazel. He's just he's great. He is funny every second he's in the movie he's and i bet he's not in for more than yeah, five, ten, minutes, five ten minutes ten minutes when he's minutes. holding that microphone and going <laughs> mike is making his own hand yep one you might see in fifth grade yeah on the playground does he do it and do and you laugh every time? every time i do uh so i don't know that's that to me is how so, often would you say you say are you for scuba then <laughs> 
<laughs> How often do you say, uh, I'm pulling for you, I just don't think it's going to work out? I just out. don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> you recently re- resurrected them. Just a little tap on the bottom. Just let her know who her daddy is. I'm your, your daddy. daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really like the movie. Yeah. I, like I said, probably not, not a common pick. I don't know that that would make anyone's list. No, um, but that's but that's one of the nice things I think in the era of Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. comedies I find are especially free of that stink because for me, I, we've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast and just in offline conversations. I think a drama with a certain score, I immediately go ugh, yeah. like I I'm like ugh, but. So many dramas that I love have low scores. And yep. so it's really not the right way to go about it, but I'm victim of it. Mm-hmm. Comedies just score low. Like uh, most of the movies we talked about, some of which are legitimately great and I think are great on plenty of different terms, mm-hmm. get low scores. And so it's freeing. And so yeah. Along Came Polly, which is a poorly reviewed movie, who gives a <laughs> shit? I don't care. I don't have to fight anybody about right. it because your favorite comedy probably has a 40. Right. Right, and you're not arguing merit. Yeah, you know, you're really not. It makes there's, you there's, laugh. No That's the merit. It it's makes me laugh. Funny. It's just a funny movie. But yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. So Great. I was. This is a nice looking list. I think we actually did a good, pretty good job here. I think so too. So I think we should. Um, I think what we should do is just say the honorables with no comment. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna. I'll run through what I've got here. I, this is literally. This is gonna be very long because it's a long list. I'm just gonna say them. And yep, if you have comment, I reserve, might have to make a comment. If you have comment, own. reserve it for the end. Okay. Okay. And this is in no particular order. Uh, anger management, dodgeball, wedding crashers, old school, uh, baby mama, blades of glory, the nice guys. <laughs> Forgetting yep. Sarah Marshall. This is 40. Knocked up. This is the end. Anchorman. Talladega Nights. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. The Hangover. Walk Hard. The Dewey Cox Story. School of Rock. King of Staten Island. Don't Think Twice. Crazy Stupid Love. Book Smart. Super Bad. Uh, Euro Trip. The Muppets, Pitch Perfect, uh, The Long Shot, Neighbors, Ted, Jojo Rabbit, Mean Girls, Easy A, The Other Guys, Death of Stalin, Hot Fuzz, Little Miss Sunshine, Midnight in Paris, I don't know if that counts, Uh, The Big Sick, Borat, Edge of Seventeen, The Way Way Back, I love you, man. Best exotic marigold hotel and the guard. Wow. Yeah, That's quite every, a list. Yeah, everything on my list you caught, you captured. Anything you want to say about any of them? Well, I just, I think it's interesting. You mentioned Talladega Nights. Yeah. That is a really That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. No, so, you go ahead. I just, no, I, just, I just love that. The, yeah. It's just a really, really funny movie. And I think... If we had this conversation next week, yes, so true. Yeah, uh, it, it might. It could be number two. Absolutely, really, really funny uh, movie. And one of the other things, just in general, what about Anchorman, Knocked Up. Anchorman is great. Uh, super bad. I mean, uh, super bad. Super bad too. Knocked up. Knocked up. 
There are some really when they're on funny... mushrooms at the oh uh, Cirque du Soleil. Oh my god! Do you think yeah. chairs exist when you're not sitting in them? It's like a really long, unfunny, tense version of everybody loves Raymond, but everybody's pissed off, and there's no pithy dialogue. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and Paul Rudd. I mean, he's he's you, you said Paul so Rudd. funny Paul in Rudd. that. You mentioned he's the common denominator. Very... Yeah, I know. And it is it is yeah. kind of interesting, and I don't know I don't know how this happens, but there are so many people that have roles. You know, if you say Seth Rogen, if you say John C. Riley, if you say uh, Paul Rudd, like yeah. certain people are such bankable stars in you know a lot of different movies, but in comedies, and I don't know. I I think Paul Rudd is great. I think he's funny. Um, so yeah, Talladega Nights. Uh, just I don't know. The, the list could go on and on. I think I think it's a lot of great work here, a lot of funny stuff. What about you, Kyle? Any we missed or any that I mentioned that you want to? You said all of mine except two. One is, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll only mention because me and Dylan love it so so much and quoted a lot is Mr. Deeds. Just like yes. objectively not that not that great of a movie, but man, I I sure do love it. Uh, I love Mr. Deeds. Well, I should have included, like, I, I thought about Adam Sandler and how he's kind of weird because the movies that you think of most about him happened before 2000, but he still has yeah. some funny ones in the 2000s, like Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Um, so that, and then uh, one of my dad's very favorite movies and one of mine because of that, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That's a good one. Great call. That's a legitimately hilarious movie, too. I don't remember Denzel in that. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, he's not when in that one. When was Denzel Washington in? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember that he appeared. But I I'm realizing I missed uh, Grandma's Boy. I think Denzel was in that one, too. <laughs> he actually sneaks in at the party. He's one of the Knicks. It's easy to miss him. <laughs> okay. Good one. You know, it is, it is funny. I think I said it earlier, but it, it strikes me in the idea that these things could shift positions. Some that didn't even make the list, I could put on the list. So I think one thing that, that as I was going through this, I thought, you know, what mood are you in? You know, why yeah. does a certain thing appeal to you more in a particular time? But the other one is, so much of this is personal. Like when I go over this list, I think about more who I was with and what mm -hmm. made it so yeah. funny. Like Michael mentioned, we were watching one of the movies, actually a number of them with his mom, Talladega Nights. Nights. That is my favorite movie going uh, experience. It, but, but that's what I mean. She so that's... Kissing her pants, laughing. Well, that, that's in a theater of twelve-year-old boys. Right. When we watched Stupid Story, and I'll try to make it quick. But when when I first saw Along Came Polly, I don't know what how it came to be. It wasn't in the movies. It had already come and gone. Um, I was at work with a guy, small office. And we were really stressed out. We went into this phase where don't tell the boss. We would watch movies in downtime. So we had a DVD player built into our computer. And we just, we started to just find these movies. And I don't know. He must have gotten it from the bargain bin or something. Like at Walmart. Like could have. You know, we popped it in and we would watch 10 minutes here or there. We'd have lunch and say, ah, pop that in. And I don't know. It just, and I was so excited to share that with Michael. And, and it hit. It just, oh my God. I, I, we watched that. I remember we watched that upstairs in North Reading, like with the lights off, like a movie, like it was yeah. a movie night, right? Which is funny because it's not the sort of movie that's for, it's not a cinematic movie. It's just, and then we watched it with your brother in law, yeah. who for the first time, probably three years ago, and he says, Oh, now I know you guys come up with all yeah. this stuff. And so, so much of, I think, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but so much of what. I, I really hang on to it. it was just who I was with and what was so yeah. funny and what was happening in my life and 
you know, like I said, Pineapple Express. I'm not supposed to like that movie. I'm too old. I think it's hysterical, no. and I'm not. I'm not a pothead. I, I, it's not my thing. But uh, anyway, yeah. You too. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's situational. It's yeah. very. I think it's it's pretty specific to comedy for me, at least. I don't feel that way about other movies. Like watching The Godfather, maybe is an exception because it's something I think of you and and you know our family with. But like, I don't know if I were to watch jaws i don't care who i'm watching with it's jaws you know i wonder if it's got to do with you watch a drama and you're supposed to keep your mouth shut probably you're you're supposed to just be quiet it's not as much of a communal experience i don't think you go to a comedy and And i also don't think it's a situational like i think jaws hits no matter what it just it just does but i could it would be tough but there i there's a situation that could arise when i wouldn't laugh at anchorman yeah and it happened it could happen it just could and I don't feel that way quite the same about other genres. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I had a really good time discussing all these comedies with you two. That was a blast. Yeah, that was fun. Well, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did it that way. That's a that's a really fun format. I like the draft. Yeah. Do you have to re rank them? Uh, we no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, that's no. the draft. The draft. That's did the point. It. All right, Kyle. All right. Uh, could you recap us, please? Yeah, I'll recap. Oh, us. that's what I mean. So, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So here we go. The funniest uh, movies from uh, 2000 onward so far. Number 10, Step Brothers. Number 9, 21 Jump Street. Number 8, Role Models. Number 7, The Promotion. Number 6, In Bruges. Number 5, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Number 4, Pineapple Express. Number 3, Bridesmaids. Number 2, Meet the Parents. And number 1, Along Came Polly. That is our list. I'm going to go... I'm going to go edit our last episode right now, and I'm definitely going to throw one of these movies on. I don't know which do, one yet, but I'm going to pick one of these. Do not, please, I'm requesting of you, don't watch Along Came Polly. Do not wa- watch that with us when we're together. No, I'm going to... Well, yeah, I'm save gonna that watch for the next already hang. Seen. Okay, yeah, save that one till whenever we Yeah, that's regroup, a good call. Because I, I yeah. think, you know, we'll laugh with you. And, and we'll stare at you the whole time and make and sure, make sure you're laughing. Yeah, I'm at the right parts. Yeah. 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 I can't good. wait. I'm putting that in my... Uh, and my look forward to Ben. That'll yeah. be fun. All right, awesome. We'll, we'll, have mom, um, we'll have mom put a white light around it. <laughs> that, that's for another. Yeah. Let's not go there. She'll, Thank cons- you. she'll dream right, it and it will happen. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Well, let's uh, let's do some signing off stuff. Hey, let me it's just thank say you thank time. you. Can I say thank you for having me? I always enjoy uh, your company. Both, yeah, yeah, both yeah, so yeah. We know. You. Yeah. All um, right. I'm available pretty much. All the time. <laughs> You're not that available, but that's fine. You're like very difficult to schedule. I was actually talking to Kyle. Yeah, I heard you, but it's I'm just as hard for him to schedule. Mike, you're weirdly like in frame because you just slide yeah, over just... to your your left. There yeah. you go. That's uh-huh. better. That was wow. He knew it was my left. That I yeah. I have no idea which direction to send him in. Right. Yeah. At any rate, he is an engineer. Yeah, he's the engineer. He's All right, engineer. Kyle, let's go. Thank you, time. Uh, thank you to Jerry for being on and for making some time for us. I always love when you're on the podcast; it's the best. And uh, then I will thank Kevin McLeod for our intro music and our not top three. It's so stanky, so stanky. Thank you, Kevin. And then I always thank my sister Erin for providing our artwork, which is stanky in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, if you want to see more of Erin's work, it's very easy to do so. You just go on Sant Design and Instagram, and I'll keep plugging it because the the podcast is coming down the road. Go look at her uh, short story project. Do it. It's 30. It's, it's so incredible. cool. It's really, really fucking cool. Um, so look at that. Those are my thank yous. 
Yeah, and while you're on the internets, uh, mosey on over to our various presences, including our Facebook, where you can find us at Top 10 uh, with Kyle and Mike. Check us out on our Instagram, which is our best social media feed run by the lovely Caroline Labranti Giuliano, I think is her name now. I don't know. My wife. Uh, you can uh, check that out at Top10KM. That is spelled out T-E-N, so Top10KM on Instagram. And if you want to check out her stuff that she does for her personal photos, which does eventually make its way to my pockets, uh, you can check it out at CML.photos on Instagram. If you have any disputes with us, if you think Jerry likes John C. Riley way too much, feel free to send us an email. You probably awesome. don't. No, it's not possible. On our Gmail account, uh, top10km at gmail.com. And finally, while I'm sure you're listening to us on some sort of listening app, if you're looking for another one, check us out on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So Kyle, so Jerry. That's what I had to say. I love you guys. I love hanging out with you. That was the best. Thank you so much. We got a little emotional outpouring there. We were trying to drag it out of him earlier. We love you too, Kyle. I know. I love you too, Kyle. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a thick. Yeah, he's an onion. He is an onion. You know, you leave him outside yeah. and he starts to well, smell and sprout little, sprout little, little white hairs. But, yeah. if, but if you get yeah. deep, yeah, there's a lot more to him. Yeah. I agree. And damn. Ain't nobody going to say... Ain't nobody gonna say they don't like a parfait. Did you know this people <laughs> yeah. sitting closer to the camera? Yeah, to show up. After we said we, he was good looking, how, yeah. yeah, we told him what he's he looking great, and I can't help but notice. Yeah, he's just he's, he's got a little twinkle in his eye. Yeah, he, he tilts a little bit more. All right, well, let's sign off. Anyway, uh, sorry about that, bro. <laughs> it's a little Easter egg for the listeners. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> peace, listeners. <laughs> All right, peace.